You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Stop Viking Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. I tell you guys I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't want to play more. Yes, there he was. That was Kevin O'Connell after last night's loss to the Seahawks. He was still very much riding with his team. That was exclusive audio from the, the locker room last night. He goes, forget about the scoreboard. I will I will still ride with this group. When except, I for, you, except for Ed Ingram. Yeah, when We're I not going to ride I'm with you. I'm going to cut a lot of you. I mean, I mean it. my heart. You're done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we go. We don't even get to, like, sort of dip our toes into the roster cuts anymore. It's like in a couple weeks, they're just going to go from 90 down to 53 or whatever. But we're going to recap that first preseason game, a late-night extravaganza in the Pacific Northwest here. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We appreciate you guys helping to make this one of the most popular football podcasts in America. There's just so many Vikings fans around the country, even like around the the globe that we've been able to connect with over the past few years. So thank you for that. No matter what you watch, by the way, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget. I was watching that game on a TCL TV uh, in my office last night. Very exciting. They've got stunning picture quality, and TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Gentlemen, um, what was your biggest like thought? We'll go through all of our notes and stuff, but as we uh, embark on this live stream here, live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, what was kind of your biggest thought or takeaway or thing that stood out? last night oh boy i mean I, I mean i got five pages of notes here boys yeah, so i mean too. there's a lot that stood out um but i think my biggest immediate takeaway in fact you know what how, how about we do a good and bad because i there, there's like it it balances out and i will leave the guard play for you phil Mackey. so i will not pick that for the bad uh but my my good was um Everything we've seen, and I, I know it's a preseason game, but everything we've seen Jordan Addison do in training camp practices, he did last night. Like this is this looks again, yeah. his health is gonna be a concern. So I am not promising anything. He's still he's a slight dude, but his route running, his footwork, that sideline catch that might have been um that they didn't challenge, which by the way, thank you for not challenging a preseason catch. But I disagree. Every, I, he deserved that catch. Why are we? Um, why are we not challenging that catch? Supposedly another angle where you can see the ball. Does, he does not control the ball to the ground, though. But anyway, it's still a great play. It's still a hell of a play. Uh, so I would say that that there's no reason to tone down the excitement about this kid because that looks legit. And then I'm going to pick for my my bad. This guy played a ton, but and he his style might have fit really well circa 1995 lewis seen has a long way to go um 
he, he doesn't, you know, they, they talked about on the telecast, I think Pete Bursich, rightfully so, brought up, you know, the pad level is often too high. But beyond that, he plays out of control, which is a safety I think you could do at one time. He is. He's He, he flies around, but yeah. it feels kind of disorganized, I guess. Right. It feels unproductive, right? Mm-hmm. Like Bynum is really, you could tell, smart. Harrison Smith, and yes, Hitman puts some hits on guys, but you feel like he's got a purpose. That's my thing. What was, what was Seaton's purpose beyond trying to blow guys up occasionally, which, again, doesn't really fit yeah. this style of football that's played now. In fact, if you do that, a lot of times it's just going to draw a flag. Yeah, that, that definitely stood out. I mean, and, you know, just the fact that, Lewis Seen is playing huge chunks of minutes. Wasn't he playing in the second half of that game for a while, yes. too? Like, he's literally playing in the second half of a preseason game after being a first-round pick in 2022. Yes, just, exactly. You know, while some of these other guys, the, the, the fact that some of these other guys in his draft class are getting the night off because they're starters, and he's playing in the second half, it just, I don't know, weird optics, I guess. So, okay, I'll give you, and we can go through, like, in detail here, but just to rifle through the biggest positive, biggest negative. I would say I'll go with some different answers. I thought Luigi Valane looked great last night. And he's kind of your guy, right? Didn't you kind of circle him yeah. early? Early in training camp. You know, he, like he came around, I think it was the the first series of the game. He comes around on a twist for a sack. And then, or it was a hit. It was, it was a near sack. It was a hit that kind of disrupted the, you know, the throw. And then later on, he gets a strip sack to end the first half. So the Vikings could really use a third edge rusher behind Daniil Hunter. Not even behind, like behind Daniil Hunter and Marcus Davenport, but those guys are going to mix in. Last year, they, if you remember, maybe it'll be different with Brian Flores' defense, but they did line changes with their defensive line and edge rushers where all of a sudden it would be like, oh, here's the third drive of the game. And uh, it's Wanham and Patrick Jones are out there. So... If Luigi Valane, who he is a roster bubble guy, but if he keeps performing like that last night and keeps doing stuff like that in practice, maybe he maybe he becomes the third guy who can get some pressures on someone. Or if Daniel Hunter misses a couple games, but he really he flashed at least two or three times getting into the backfield, and the strip sack obviously was one of the biggest plays of the game. So that was my one of my biggest positives. And then I'll give you yeah, I'll do the guard thing here. You know, if you're if you're Eddie Ingram and you're looking around the room, okay, here we go. All right, everyone. So I'm Kevin O'Connell. I'm gonna give you guys the lay of the land here for the first preseason game. All of the starters have a good time tonight. You guys aren't gonna play. Kirk, we still want you to wear your helmet strapped up as if you're playing so that you can go through mental reps. That was yeah, the calls. I think I think Kirk it's for doesn't. the calls, right? Like that's why he's yes. doing it. Of course, but most quarterbacks would just yeah, put a headset it, on so it, they can also Kirk. talk back. <laughs> and he did in the second half. Yeah, he, he put that earpiece in. So, yes, Phil, you're right. Like you know, the first episode of Hard Knocks, you know, Aaron Rodgers was shown throughout the first game, the Hall of Fame game. He's got the headset on because he wants to talk back and interact with the coaches and stuff or whatever. Kirk's like, no, strap me in. I'm going to you know stand what? there and take mental reps for an hour. It's going to be great. There is no there is no question. And I actually I think this is endearing as hell. Kirk is embracing the geek. Yeah, like he's fully, like he's fully embracing it. In, in fact, I saw something with with him on uh, uh, Channel Eleven a couple of days ago. A sit down with Jana, he, yeah, with Jana, which and it was great because he's talking about I'm just a nerd. Um, so he is. He's, it's he like, is like nerd swag is what he said. I have nerd, nerd swag. swag. He's right. like, but what he's is nerd it. swag? He's like, it's he just it's just a vibe, you know. You know what? 
This is his, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think he's it's hilariously the, funny. He's the guy who has like in the slow pitch softball league who just has his batting gloves on at all times. Like he, he just, he's ready <laughs> yes. to rock in the hole or not in the duck. Doesn't matter. He has those gloves on you know ready to rock. Won't be up in seven plate appearances, but he's got those gloves on. He's ready to knock one in. Good for Kirk. I love it. Yes, that's exactly right. It's funny. the If you watch the Johnny Manziel untold documentary on Netflix this week, on one side you've got, and Kevin O'Connell was on that coaching staff for Cleveland, right? So think about the last 10 years for Kevin O'Connell. Earlier in his coaching career, he literally is wondering if his starting quarterback is back from Vegas yet on a game day Sunday. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of the spectrum, his current starting quarterback is strapped in, helmet on, first half of a preseason game, going through Let's mental go. reps. I love it. <laughs> so it was awesome. But yeah, if, just back to the, all right, all the starters in the room, you guys get the night off tonight, except for one. Ed Ingram played, I think it was three series to start the game, two or three series at right guard. He got pushed around a lot by Seattle's backups. A couple really glaring things in there. You know, I guess if I am Dalton Reisner's agent at this point, and we had a great, this, hey, my client had a great time meeting with you guys, but... Yeah, Vikings are saying we're still trying to sort this thing out. You can you can come on in here and compete. I'm calling them again after what I saw last night and saying, "Are you sure it's a competition if my client comes in, or uh, can we just be done with the the Ed Ingram thing?" So I think the question would be, could can Dalton Reisner play right guard? He's been left guard for the first four years of his career, and uh, my uh, my offensive line sources who would know more than all of us are saying, you could make it happen. You can make it happen, or you can move Cleveland back. He played some right guard early in his career, right? You could you could find a way to make it work with Cleveland and Reisner in some form. So, you know, considering that, that this team drafted Ingram last year, allowed him to start every single game, okay? So, like, the patience, and, and we saw in the Netflix documentary, I mean, Kirk spent a lot of time on, on his back and with bad ribs because of the guard play. Um, so what do we think is like, what's the trigger point here then? Because yeah, I mean, last night looked awful, but they've clearly invested a lot too. So at what point do they, do they say, you know, Ed, we're, we're sorry. We're probably not going to cut you your backup, but we can't make this work. Like, when does that, when does that conversation take place? Hypothetically, do you guys think, but don't you think it starts taking place after you decide, Hey, you're the only starter that's going to go out there. Dude, they didn't even play Brian Asamoa. They didn't play a Caleb Evans, right? I mean, some of these no, guys they, they who are... They play him. They played a Caleb Evans. A okay. Caleb Evans started, and Asamoa, I think, is dinged up. But, I mean, yeah. The but fact would he is, have I'm, played? Um, yeah, I think probably, he, probably I think he would have. They, they, they played more guys than I thought they might. But but the point is, like, and I'm, I'm not trying to defend Ed. I'm just saying what we saw last night's not workable. Yeah, if you're but like, I guess, yeah, regardless of like who played and who didn't uh, around the same age and draft class, if you're the only offensive lineman playing against yeah. the other team's backups and it's kind of a grind for you and you're getting pushed off the ball, th- wouldn't that be the conversation today and tomorrow that, okay, can we, with Kirk Cousins as a pocket passer and all the hits he took last year, ah. Ah. We got to get the Peter Griffin sounder. Can can we get that? I'll, I'll, or no? I'll that. I think we yeah. have it somewhere. Yeah. Can like, can it. you really proceed forward <laughs> like this? Can you proceed forward with wishful thinking again with your interior offensive line? I just thought it's, it's not fair. It's not fair to Kirk at this point, right? Well, 
and and the passing game. Like that's the thing about this. You you've got Justin Jefferson. A- Addison looks like if he stays healthy, the real deal. KJ Osborne's a good player. Like, how do you justify? Hey, you know what? We are a pass first team. You know, we are going to be be the the 2023 uh, greatest show on turf, except for one problem: our quarterback doesn't have time to throw. Yeah. I don't think you can justify it to anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know, man. There's going to be and the joint practices this week too, because it you got so today is friday you do have a few days until the titans come to town i think on wednesday for the joint pra- two days of joint practices so facing another defense and, and i think that's going to be even a tougher test cuz he's he's going to be facing a really good defensive front of starters at practice in different situations and stuff so shouldn't you have a pretty good idea after like thursday's joint practices if you can push that's forward fair. with ed ingram as a starting right guard yes would be surprised. I mean, we get we get a Friday news dump of a Dalton Risner signing by the end of we're recording this Friday Ooh. morning. Do we get a little Friday news dump? I mean, like I, I do think they're going to give him the joint practices, but it would not be shocking at this point. And our guy Doogie reported on the scoop session this week that he was uh, talking with people in Dalton Risner's camp that said he'd like to be a Viking. At some point, they're going to have to maybe move on and make some other visits, but he's, they're kind of in a holding pattern because they feel like there might still be an opportunity with the Vikings. And this might be where you go um, as well from from a cap standpoint because I do not think that they have done this yet, yet unless it went unreported. This is where you could do the Brian O'Neill restructure, which you can do without his approval. Yeah. So, like, if you want to sign Reisner for the season, I think this is where you could step in because, I mean, heck, we expected that in, like, March or April. So yeah. it makes some sense that there's the ability to do that. I just, yeah, after watching that l- last night. And here's the other observation on Ingram that I think I've seen starting in the um, starting in the spring camps as well. I think he dropped some weight. I think he's, I think he's thinner. And to that point, what we talked about, I mean, he was getting pushed around. Like Yes, he, but maybe maybe losing some weight is supposed to help with technique. It's not just about being the biggest guy, like so you can't. No, be but I'm around. saying there might not be a there there might not be a solution here. Like you might be right. Like they said, lose weight to help with technique, and now he's being pushed around more. Yeah. So like this this might be one where you just have to basically say, dude, we're gonna put you on ice essentially for a season. Um, we're not gonna cut you. We still believe in you eventually, but like for what we're trying to do with Kirk Cousins potentially in his last season as a Viking, we yeah. can't continue down this path. Yeah. It'll be a very interesting week or two here for for Ed Ingram. So Dex, mm-hmm. what uh positive and negative stood out to you last night? Yeah, it was interesting. I thought we had a kicking competition. Cause all I saw was Greg Joseph hitting nails on all those field goals and extra points yesterday. One from fifty. Another one from inside, a little chip shot. No problem with the extra point. Greg Joseph just nails right yeah. there. With, with the pressure of the 12th man bearing down on you, too, in Seattle. You had the loudest for, stadium in the NFL, right? You know, it's, the, a, it's, the, like a jet, it's like jets flying for three hours. Can't even you hear yourself think. Until the preseason of the 12th man in Seattle is, is bailing down on you, and you're trying to nail a 50-yard field goal, okay? So... Uh, I like that Greg Joseph hit his kicks. I thought that was a I thought that was a great sign. I mean, the fifty yard or two, uh, good one there as well. Negative for me. Um, I would have liked to see more Jaron Hall, but at the same time, 
not a lot to ride home from, even with the limited action we, we saw from him. And I think that was expected. There was a couple plays where, again, pocket collapses. He scrambles out, runs away. Um, and I get it. That's how, how else are you going to learn until the pressure's in your face? But I would have liked to see more Jaron Hall and uh, on, on both sides of that coin, even though we only saw a limited amount of them, wasn't the most impressive uh, showing from the backup QB as well. You saw an entire half. Um, I, you, you know what? Nothing about that performance shocked me. Like that was, uh, yes, there, there was the one series where I believe on the sideline they were conducting a, an interview with Harrison Phillips, and it was like three and out, two sacks. It was just awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the offensive line was terrible as well, so that's not just a quarterback problem. But, you know, I'm not sure about you, Phil. Nothing about how he played, like, really surprised me. It's sort of what I expected. The game is fast. Um, if he is going to deliberately try and stay in the pocket at times, he's probably not going to, to make plays. The Keneal Harry uh, uh, throw and catch was fantastic. But, like, yes, for the most part, I, I think it's very safe to say that Jaron Hall is going to spend th- this year trying to learn. And, it's you know, I'm not yeah. going to rip him for it, but, but this is a fifth-round pick. He's a piece of clay. Uh, he definitely has some attributes, but it's just become abundantly clear there's going to be a long way to go as far as teaching him. Yeah, I mean it- – we talked about this a couple of days ago on the show too. In college, he struggled when pressured. He was amazing when the pocket was clean. He could get out, make some plays, and and kind of keep plays alive with his legs in college. So it's that's going to be the thing. Can you stand in there in the face of some pressure or flush out and still make something happen? I will say in fairness to him, that third string section of the offensive line was so bad. But I, I was kind of expecting all right, it was bad, and then he uses his legs to move out, but even like getting outside the pocket, he only made maybe one or two plays, so it felt like a combination of offensive line not giving him a chance, the game moves really fast for him, even against backups in a vanilla preseason game, Uh and you could see a lot of really in-depth sort of frustrating discussions between him and coaches on the sidelines and whatnot, so yeah, he's swimming in the deep end, I guess was, was my biggest takeaway from watching him last night. And there's almost no way at this point that he overtakes Nick Mullins as the backup. Not, not in 2023 anyway, but yeah, pending an injury, right? I mean, that'd be the only real way that happens. And even if Nick Mullins gets injured, do they also then trade for another backup? I think you got to go, go get a quarterback. Yeah. 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 Uh, The other negative for me, Dwayne McBride, uh, there was especially Mm -hmm. the, the the fourth and one play, which I I respect. Go for it. Go. It's preseason. You should be going for these moments. I love that. Uh, and he gets stuffed, and just in general, not a lot to ride home. I know they gave the ball to Ty Chandler a ton yesterday. He got the bulk of the work, but in the limited from uh, limited snaps with Dwayne McBride, and especially that fourth and one, it's it, it's he's got a long way to go too. Yeah, let's actually let's uh let's shout out a couple sponsors here quick. Let's come back and do more on Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride, and just kind of the the backup running back situation, and a name that we haven't mentioned yet, and he had some great flashes last night is Ivan Pace. So we got, and we've talked a ton about Ivan Pace throughout the week, but let's do some Ivan Pace discussion too. Um, mm-hmm. After we shout out our friends over at Surly Brewing Company, Surly is here helping us power this Friday live stream with their Before I Die Lager just in time for the regular season here. I was going to say the uh, mission started last night. Yes, it's the preseason, but guess what? This is where it starts. This is where the roster decision starts. This is where you start to craft what, 
perhaps could be a championship team. And it all starts uh, you as a fan or heck, Dex and I last night sitting down, I saw both of us tweeted, there's the can before I die, now available in 12-pack. So this is where we all start. Yep, there's you and Vinny. There's my my can. Is Vinny old enough to be drinking? Is Vinny uh, old? Vinny's not 21. He's okay. still, you know, I he, just like, you know, just like me and my old man, there was a couple sips of beers that were given, you know, if, if yeah. things were going okay. But it was more the popcorn I think he actually wanted than the uh, okay. before yeah. I died. Not That's me. Not me. I was after this thing right here. <laughs> and it was delicious. As I watched the beginning of another season of Franchise Born in 1961, Before I Die, Surly Brewing. Of course, there's Before I Die, Furious. Logic Bomb, I could go down the list of delicious beers. No matter what you're drinking from Surly, though, show us your cans at Jay Zolgad on Twitter. Yeah. Or show X. us your, well, X. X. Yeah. X, sorry. X. X us your cans, I guess. I, I, okay. I don't like it. Hey, also, it's still definitely lake season here. People get all, people freak out after the 4th of July. Like, ah, summer is almost over. Cool. Just, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy yes. the moment, okay? So, uh, Power Lodge and Miller Marine are here to help you with throttle therapy, Judd. Look, there's Judd right there on his Bennington pontoon. Yep. Oh. And Phil is Phil is so right, too. Yes, yes. Uh, it uh, is getting Thank closer you. to back to school time for kids. But you know what? You're an adult. You're not going back yeah, to school. Yeah. You know where you're going? The water, and it's gorgeous, and there's plenty of time left to get there's out there and enjoy the days. And, and heck, if the kids are gone, gives you more time to enjoy, less maintenance. So you know what? Get out there on that Bennington and enjoy throttle therapy. It's exactly what all Minnesota sports fans need. Yeah. And by the way, this Saturday, so Power Lodge is celebrating 25 years in business. So the Ramsey Power Lodge location from noon to two this Saturday, the Score North and Tom Bernard podcast uh, promo teams are going to be out there. The street team, if you will. And they have Gophers Cornhuskers home opener tickets, lower level 50 yard line to give away. So stop in sometime between noon and two at the Power Lodge location in Ramsey. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Okay. So Ty Chandler looked really good last night. He looked pretty good in pass protection. He was, you know, Kevin O'Connell made a point in his halftime interview with Ben Lieber, just said, you know, quite frankly, there were some plays that weren't that well blocked and he still found a way to sort of shake and slither and move his way for yardage. I think he wound up with, uh, you know, an average of like four and a half yards a carry or per touch or whatever it was. It wasn't an outstanding performance, but, you know, considering that you're playing with backups, the offensive line didn't get a ton of push. He looked competent. Did, did he make you guys feel like, okay, all right, all the consternation over, you know, life after Dalvin Cook here, that Ty Chandler could be a very competent number two to Alex Madison. Do you feel that way today? So I would I watched that that game and he did. He looked good. He looked damn good. And I'm watching that game and I'm like, I I said to myself between sips of before I die, Judd. Did I miss something in like training camp practices? Like, did I not see this? Because I I was not impressed. Like, it's he's okay, but 
Like he was impressive last night. And I thought to myself, am I like not seeing this clearly from, from our view up there? And O'Connell then said something post game that confirmed no Judd, the before I die did not cloud your judgment. O'Connell's post game press conference. He said he now has to show this in practice when the lights aren't on. Oh, he, he took a very direct it wasn't a shot. That's not a fair word. He very directly Challenge. said, yes, he's not showing this. Like, because mm-hmm. I, because I, Phil, I'm not sure about your uh, personal views, but like when we watched him in practice, I just, and look, they don't tackle and things like that. I get that. That's what's but hard I, to tell with running backs. Yeah, yeah. But I just haven't been super impressed. He caught passes last night. I thought he made some nice plays in, in the past game. Obviously, ran the ball. Um, and as O'Connell said, First contact didn't necessarily stop him. And more importantly, I saw at least two or three occasions where he picked up a guy, a blitzer. I mean, he he made a great yeah. play. There there was one in particular where he made a late pickup that was fantastic. And he didn't just um he didn't just touch the guy. I mean, he blocked him. It was a good block. So anyway, but I thought O'Connell's challenge, as Dex said, that that's a perfect word, was the was confirmation that nobody is seeing this on film from Egan. So now he has to prove, and I think he did this last year as well, he has to prove that the preseason can be carried over to a far more consistent basis. Yeah, and I think the the other thing, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, you know, Having been at some practices, not as many as you, it didn't feel like he was flashing or jumping out, but I also there's certain positions that are just hard to gauge in practice. Running sure. backs, a, lot, a big part of their job is breaking tackles and – gaining yards where there are no yards and they're just not, they're not finishing plays like that in practice. Cause they're not tackling. So I think you are going to learn more about running backs in an actual game or maybe even a joint practice than you would in your own practices. But the other thing that stood out is just, if you're wondering where guys stand on the depth chart, Ty Chandler was the horse in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then they sprinkled in the XFL guy for some snaps and series. And then they brought in Dwayne McBride. So yeah. and they have McBride returning uh, kickoffs, and he kind of – it was not a good – he could have just taken some fair catches, but you're also trying to impress. But, but but it's like Ty Chandler, gap, 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 all the other running backs fighting for the number two spot. That's that's what I learned last night. And Wong was supposed to be too. That, that's the problem. He's been out for weeks now, and we don't know when he is coming back. But, you know, the goal clearly – and the first – unofficial depth chart had Wang Wu above Chandler. And I think that they were impressed in the spring practices with, um, with what Wang Wu did. Uh, McBride was sprinkled in, I want to say for a pl- at least a play or two in the first half. And it is rough. He He's a practice squad guy. He is. And he's there's no way around that. 53. Yeah, no, there's no way around that. Um, but yeah, I think what we're looking at is this. Can Wang Wu get back soon to at least like show what, what he can do in preseason games? Because if he can't, if there's a concern here about a long-term thing, I think you might need to look long and hard about some type of signing or eventual mm-hmm. waiver claim, if nothing else, to put the guy to put that guy behind Chandler if uh, Smith from the XFL does not work out. I mean, would you even say Smith could be ahead of Dwayne McBride on a depth chart at this point? It looked like that to me last and night. That's what I thought too. He knows what he's doing more. Dwayne McBride mm-hmm. does not. He, you can tell there's there's some serious blind spot uh, blind spots and flaws there. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. I know you're trying to make the team, but that decision to bring that kick out was asinine. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to show something. Yeah, I, I get it. 
I think you'd rather err on that side if you're trying to make the team than just like take a knee. But then they're also looking at decision making, or maybe they're telling Correct. him, "Hey, it's a preseason game. Let's see what you got. Take it." They they might be instructing him to take those out, but it did not go well. Uh, Ivan Pace, who I know that we're now like 30 minutes into this live stream here, and we have not talked about a guy that's getting probably the most buzz of any fringe roster guy. I don't think he's a fringe roster guy anymore, is what we're learning here. He's a bad man. Did you see some of the run plays he blew up last night, whether it was taking out an offensive lineman or just sniffing out the right gap on his own? He blew up a run play in the second quarter by just destroying Seattle's backup right guard. And uh, the running back just kind of like fell into the jumbled mess. But uh, there were a couple times where he would get swallowed up by big offensive tackles out in space. Cause he, he's, he is, he's five foot 10. He doesn't have long arms. So that can be a thing sometimes, but when he, when he can dictate and move, move forward as yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, would yes. say, then he is a bad, bad man. It's, it's the going backwards and getting out in space thing that I think is going to be the question for him. Yeah, I'm very curious if, if he does play. What are they going? What are they going to do, especially at the start of the season, to make up for what are probably going to be deficiencies in the pass game? Um, and that's where your safeties can't screw up. That's where you need your safeties. But anyway, I thought I liked his style of play. He sort of brought the style of play that that we're expecting from Asamoa, and he might actually have better instincts. So I am very curious to see who gets the start September 10th. I think it's Asamoa still, but I'm not as convinced, not nearly as I was a week ago when I thought this was Asamoa's job. You could say Ivan Pace is a dangerous man, and that's kind of, that's the, to borrow a phrase from L.A. Knight at Raw on Monday at Target Center, he is a dangerous man. He uh, he blew up that guard and the one play that, that stopped the run as well. Yeah, I mean, he's going to challenge Brian. And I guess there's two ways to look at that. Is Brian Asamoah really as good as we think he is? Or is Ivan Pace just a better football player? Like, is Ivan Pace just a better player for this scheme than Brian Asamoah is? Yeah, just keep in mind, the pass game, so once games start, that's going to be the key. Because if he Agreed. is shaky at all, they'll destroy him. Like, like he'll become unplayable. Um, I love what he does against the run. I love the fact that he plays what seems to be a Brian Flores style. Uh, but, but you know, when Kendricks was at his best, keep in mind, Eric Kendricks was brilliant against the pass. Yes. Absolutely and that's what, like, brilliant. And when I say sort of moving forward versus moving backwards, yeah, it's a lot of it's like run, run game. And for Ivan Pace in college, he was the most prolific pass rushing inside linebacker in college football. He had like 12 sacks as a freaking middle linebacker. And and it's some of it's what they were asking him to do. But when you're dropping back into, and that's where peak Eric Hendricks, you're right. He would drop back into coverage. He would pick off passes. He would stay with, he would stay with tight ends. He would stay with running backs. Can he do that part of it? Cause it's one thing when you're blowing up a run play, that's great, but that's only like 40% of what you're going to be asked to do. You're going to be asked to be chasing guys around. Dude. I mean, Jordan Hicks, and Eric Hendricks graded really well in the run-stopping game last year. But they got smoked by running backs, tight ends, receivers coming across the field. So those are the big questions that sort of uh, sort of remain for him. Can we have an emergency pronunciation meeting here, too? I've seen a lot sure. of people this week say that it's not pronounced Asamoa. Yeah. And is that Stella who has some takes on this, too? Uh, it's Ryder and Stella. Long story short. 
Dawn and her friend are on vacation this week, and they're conducting a garage sale in our backyard here. Oh. And it's going to start at noon, and so the dogs are here. And I just told Dawn at, at, at the start, you're, I said, I, You're hosting a garage sale today? I have nothing to do with it. I'm leaving What's the house as soon as I can. What's your address? Tell the yeah, audience. I, I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving the house as soon as I can. I have no interest <laughs> in giving my address out. I have no interest in this garage sale. I'm contributing nothing to it. I help carry some stuff out. That's all I'm doing. But I'm just saying... Ryder and Stella are very worked up about this, and so um, so that's why I'm trying to do not let them sell the flag. Don't let them sell the Vikings. Oh, the she tried, untouched, I told right? I was as nice as I could be, but I said you because she I, said, "Can I sell some of your stuff?" And I'm like, "No." First of all, you have no idea how to price it. Second of all, <laughs> this room is a treasure trove. This how is would a you how would fame. you price certain things? How would what, you what, price what, it? You know, how are you, you want to charge to, more for things than she does? Or where, how are the you going to price this Rod Crew card? Because, you know, you'll sell it for 10 cents. Yeah, that's worth at least 75 cents. I feel like that random cardboard uh, thing that no, that's the difference card. between the cards today and the cards back. Like back in the day, they would just print out a million wax box copies of yeah. the same well, card. Not this one. There's this more rarity a, with these new cards. This is a this is a crew from 19. 19- 79 so i mean this was a rarity one far more the wax the wax crap took off i hate that stuff okay so okay so yeah anyway, go find judd's garage sale today people apologize for the apologize for the dogs and the flag is in fact you know what hide it flag's going flag's going nowhere flag's flag, going okay, nowhere the flag stays here the flag stays here so back to your actual answer though <laughs> or question, I should say, on Brian okay. Osamoa. So I'm going to put this in the Purple Daily YouTube comment section because this is exactly from the Vikings OMG media site. So they put pronunciations in here. Correct. And Pro Football Asamoa. Reference also has it as Asamoa. But people, Asamoa. there's like a wave of people this week that are saying it's Asamoa. No. Brian Asamoa. Until, like we until the Vikings say otherwise, we're going to go with their pronunciation, Asamoa. Didn't he yeah. also, he did a, um, like the ride along in the golf cart and he explained this, I think as well. I'm having deja vu over this. He, he like talked about this, this time last year and with Gabe yeah. in, in the golf cart as well from his, uh, from his, hmm. from, from, from his last name too. So yeah, but Asamoa is what the team is giving. So I'm going to go with the team. No, they, yeah. they did one time they gave us Shanko. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a uh, Vasante. Shanko, right? And then Vasante came out after like his third year with the Vikings and he said, uh, it's actually pronounced Vasant, but you guys you guys have been saying it one way for three years and I didn't want to like as a young player didn't want to correct everyone. But yeah, my name is actually Vasant Shanko. Remember that, Judd? Yes. I all I could never fi- figure out if that was a spoof by him too, because he he was a goofy guy. I actually liked him, but I, I couldn't too. Like, I couldn't, like, was that real or or was that a, a gag? But until Brian tells us he's changing the, the pronunciation or that we've been, and the Vikings have been doing it wrong, I'm not going away from Asamoah because I finally got my damn head wrapped around it. Okay, but you now know? people are saying that he apparently he did go on Vikings Entertainment Network at some point. Oh, we have conflict in the YouTube comment section here. Well, we're going to have to check with the Vikings then. He's the, he's a starting linebacker, so we should get a clarification on how he wants his I'll name to be. I'll text PR right now. Okay. I'll Can text we maybe PR get right with the answer maybe on the show here? It'd be great if we could put an end to this these shenanigans. 
I'm gonna text. He needs, right he now. needs to pick a lane and tell us tell us how to pronounce your name officially. Okay. Okay. Don't be shy, Brian. Um, uh, other things, by the way, while you text Vikings PR on my list, uh, I thought Brandon Powell and Jalen Rager both showed up pretty well last night. Brandon Powell early on, he got open a couple times. He seems to find ways to to run good routes and get open. But then Jalen Rager, what did we say in sort of the you know the things to prove episode from yesterday? That if you're Jalen Rager and you're a former first round pick and you're going into like your fourth year in the NFL and you're still playing in a preseason game when all your peers are not, go run some good routes and go dominate. And he pretty much did. He caught like five passes. He got open a bunch of times. So I was actually pretty encouraged by both Brandon Powell and Jalen Rager last night. They both played well. Yeah. Um, now Powell, I still think Powell's reliability is going to be huge. I think that they like the, the fact that they know exactly what they're going to get. And it's not necessarily going to knock your socks off, but if he has to play, he's going to do the right thing. Rager, I think flat out, it's safe to say Jalen Rager has more talent, like like there's more there there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that he's going to, to have to not just in games, but in practices consistently show that he's got the system down pat. Uh, but I came out of last night's game thinking that's a pretty good competition. And the third thing was, when is Jalen Naylor coming back? Because that's the other thing. If Naylor doesn't come back for an extended period, period of time Powell and Rager probably both make the 53 to start the season so that might nullify some of that competition there Naylor practiced in the first practice was absolutely great and hasn't been seen uh, from since as far as being on the field so I think it's I think the right things are tracking right now. There is a fighting chance that Rager and Powell both make the 53 and the actual decision comes when Naylor is set to return assuming he would bump one of those two out yeah, I'll say I think maybe if if you don't count the Jordan Addison, Chris Carter uh, toe catch from last night, Nikhil Harry might have had the more impressive catch of any wide receiver. Kind of along That's the, the sidelines, jump ball. Guys, Tuesday he made one. He he made two against a guy that we can certainly talk about during the uh, night practice, which was not in pads. He made uh, Nikhil Harry in his first practice with the Vikings made two catches exactly like that on the sideline. Both of them against Andrew Booth Jr. He got, um, he got he got burned on that touchdown last night. Yeah, real bad man coverage. Just lost his man. But that catch last night, there is some dare I say for a very big man, there is some toe drag swag when it comes oh, to wow, Nikhil yeah. Harry. I don't know if he's. I don't think he mm. makes the roster. Football, but that was a damn nice catch. Yes, it was. Uh, what else? I guess the only other thing in my in my notes here that I would bring up is that I, I was all excited. They came out in 12 personnel right out of the gate on the first drive. They, I think it was the first couple plays, both Josh Oliver and Johnny Munt were in the game. And then they just ran a steady diet of 11 personnel, it felt like, the rest of the first half with, with three wide receivers, one tight end, and and uh, one running back. So, But again, it, the stuff you see here in these preseason games, they may decide we're going to run a ton of 12 personnel once we get to the regular season and it's TJ Hawkinson and Josh Oliver, but they wouldn't show that in a preseason game necessarily. But I was, I was very excited to see more 12 personnel, see the the heavier packages out there. Yeah. And Josh they, played too. I, I didn't know. I, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense uh, just from a tight end standpoint, he did play a little bit, but I was a little bit surprised at first. They, they definitely played more guys than I expected, um, which I actually liked because they, they played guys that probably, should play. Uh, 
Addison worries me a little bit just because, you know, there's no point in him being hurt. But Evans played, Oliver played, Ingram played, which turned out to be a very good thing because I think you saw things. Um, I thought Mullins was shaky for the first two series, but I give him credit because going back to what we talked about yesterday, I don't think he said a great training camp. He looked pretty good, though. After those first two series, he he looked like he could he looked like he could come in and give you a chance, and that's all I can ask for. Backup yeah. QB, right? Kirk goes down. Can the guy come in and give you a chance? I'm not saying he's got to be great, uh, but he definitely looked in control, and I like that. It, it was a it was a stark contrast to some of the backup quarterbacks we have seen attempt to come into preseason games for the Vikings probably in the last ten years. There was that one play in the red zone where he rolled out to his uh, left and threw like a Brett Favre shovel pass ball as like the entire pocket or the entire Seahawks defense was collapsing on him. I don't love that. Just just either take the sack or throw the throw the GD ball absolutely away. But because uh, there was the, the Washington game, even when he had to come in for Kirk for the one play, he almost screwed up that handoff, too. I think he's mostly a capable backup, but dude, just kind of know your role, too. You don't have to be too, a, he's a little too reckless there. for you. Yeah, just just be be simple out there. There's no. He's, there's he's no a need dangerous to man. He's dangerous, dangerous man. But he's safe. That's why he's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. on Booth, on Booth last night though, I'm concerned. Okay, now I know he he was hurt for a few days, but he didn't play until the second half. Like I didn't see him on the field once. I mean, this is a second mm-hmm. round pick from a year ago. Uh, as Phil referenced earlier, when he did play. In man coverage, he flat out got beat on a touchdown. I, I sort of feel like, you know, and I don't want to judge yet, but I sort of feel like those first two picks of the 2022 uh, draft are really trending wrong. Well, and then Ingram. He, yeah, and Ingram. But I mean, see, you know, I'm with you, Phil. I, you know, seems playing into the second half extensively, which is basically saying we got to get you some time here. Yeah. And what we, and, and what I saw, I didn't really like. Um, Booth, you know, again, and it's going to help a little bit. I'm not trying to seek forgiveness for Quazy, but if Evans can start it, he's a fourth round pick from that same draft. So it's going to help a little bit if he can, but Booth looked completely lost. It's just like those picks are not tracking right. Like I keep waiting for a day when somebody like one of them is like, oh, okay, they're fine now. I don't see that yet. Yeah. I mean, the good news is they have some guys later in that draft that look like they're going to be starters and contributing and stuff but yeah it's like man when your first three picks are playing significant preseason time in their second year like that and then struggling in a couple cases it's not i agree it's just they're those picks are trending in the wrong direction here and we'll see what happens you, you know who's uh who's trending in the right direction is cody finch and our guys at finch home solutions Maybe they can be trending toward your home to help fix electrical issues or whatever it is that you uh, may need fixed. And I, I guarantee you, Cody and his team at Finch Home Solutions, all huge purple fans. In fact, look at that van. That van's going to show up at, at your house. Does that van not scream it's football season? Cody's a huge fan. I guarantee you he watched that entire game last night. But his thoughts were not just on football. His thoughts were also, as they always are, on any electrical issues that you might have in your home, big or small. I'm talking about something as simple as a light fixture that needs to be replaced or something as complex as the rewiring of your entire house. There's no project too big, no project too small for Finch. They're going to come to your house. They're going to give you honest answers. They're going to be fast, efficient, courteous. And yes, they would love to talk football as well. I mean, with that truck, how can you not 
want to talk football. 612-357-2604, 612-357-2604. A, a free electrical panel inspection right now, if you so desire one from Finch, or $199 home safety inspection, both absolutely important. Also, finchhomesolutions.com. Can go on, uh, go, go online, fill out a form. They will take care of whatever is wrong. And as always, remind them the guys from Purple Daily, Declan, Mackie, and Judd sent you. That helps us. And Finch wants to help you. Finchhomesolutions.com. Yeah. I think that's a wrap on our, our thoughts there from the first preseason. Oh, can I game. give you a couple more? Like I've got notes. I've got notes for days. Oh. I, and I won't give you days of notes. Um, okay. We saw last night. Bursich referred to it, but I didn't feel that he paid it the just due. And if you could put your finger on the football sounder button. Um, Very neat we, right now. We saw, no, you guys, football. we saw Big Dime last night. We saw Big Dime employed. Um, and as Bursich said, that is a ra- like we have not seen a dime. And, and it's not a dime. It's not a traditional dime. A traditional dime goes with five corners and a linebacker. This was Big Dime. Three safeties, three corners. Okay, a big safety. So who was the who was the big safety last night? So the big so the big safety is going to be Metellus. But you know who played some? And I'm telling you, he's tracking. He's coming. They like him. Theo Jackson, number mm-hmm. twenty five. There was a play last night where Theo Jackson. It, it was in the red zone for Seattle, and Theo Jackson was the deep safety. He's standing on the goal line. I think the line of scrimmage is like the Vikings fifteen. It's a run play up the middle. Theo Jackson comes all the way from the goal line, flies into the play while it's going on, perfectly legal, and is the final piece of the puzzle to stop the play. Wow, dude. Wow. Big dime. Already making an impact in the first preseason game. You're seeing, and and the last thing is, and this this can be fixed, the penalties, though. You got to clean those up. A lot of weird. Yeah, just a lot of. Just yeah, unnecessary stuff. Some there was a late hit in there at one point. I guess they they called one of the late hits back, but just uh, there was an out of bounds hit at one point. Yeah, but there's just some dumb penalties, and and you can't. And the one thing though, and this is Zimmer esque. The one thing that that drives me crazy though is coming out of uh, you know, let, like let's say it's first first and ten at like the fifteen. Okay, so you're on your own fifteen. And then you false start or you hold. That just kills you. Like now you're back at the five yard line. Yeah, I feel like they were uh, they were pretty disciplined for large chunks of last year with with penalties. In fact, weren't they like among the? I'd have to go see the season stats, but they, they were, were like, for a while. Yes. They were not committing holding penalties, and they were not false starting Correct. nearly as often as some of the Zimmer teams. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely something. Kevin O'Connell brought it up in the halftime interview too. He's like, these penalties are ticking me off. Well, because it's Make hard to call stop. plays. Because because it's now first and fifteen. Yeah, that's a hard play call. And now if it's third and thirteen, there's no play call. Well, there is. You it's can hope. check down. Check down to a tight end. If you yeah. Wow. Fourth and eight. Wow. Wow. I am trying to bring the positive. Johnny Munt, by the way, great broke a tackle on a on a check down and yeah. wound up going like nine yards. Johnny yeah. Munt probably gets a first down. Who's the guy who on that who fourth you, and eight play? Who was the first guy in this town to absolutely get on the Munt bandwagon? I think you're who's looking got, at who's right got two thumbs, two thumbs and, and a lot loves, of love for Johnny Munt. And a surly shirt on. Cheers. All right. Uh, 
Judd pretending to drink a uh, before I die lager here. Yeah. Wow. Crush it off your head like a real man. That's what we want to <laughs> see. Saying, man. Just, I don't need a I don't need a concussion. If you guys could yeah, the Sandman. Wow, it's a yeah. great ECW reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys can click the like button and the subscribe button here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, you can help us spread the word about this amazing community of Vikings fans. And uh, the same is true for on the audio side. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, a five-star rating and a positive review go a long ways. We're almost to uh, almost to a thousand reviews on the Purple Daily Apple podcast page. Nice. So you can help you can help us get to a thousand by dropping a five-star and a little uh, a little comment. Maybe uh, drop us a five-star and tell us who your favorite obscure Vikings player is in the Apple comment section. And we can read some of those on the show, but uh, yeah, these are going to continue these Friday live streams at 10 o'clock, just after 10 o'clock central time. And uh, we're coming up with some plans. We, we may incorporate a Monday morning live stream as well during the season. I love this. If that's something that interests people and we're working on some other fun plans around here at score North and on purple daily. So thank you for hanging out with us here. We're going to hit you with feedback Friday on a Saturday tomorrow. So check your feeds for that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Mm-hmm.